0: Well, hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the extra point podcast my name is todd Stiles, i'm one of the pastors at first family church in ankeny iowa glad you've joined us on this tuesday june the 13th 2023 and we want to look back uh, as we do in almost every episode of the extra point podcast to the previous week's text and make some further application um, deeper insight additional observation. And as promised in last week's teaching, I want to bring some further insight into this idea of Christ emptying Himself. That's the words used in Philippians chapter two. I believe it is verse seven. From this phrase uh, has arisen a false doctrine. I mentioned it Sunday. It's the doctrine of kenosis. Um, be aware that the word kenosis is not a bad word. It's actually used in the Bible. the The form of the um, the actual root form of that word emptying himself as kenao, and so the word kenosis itself isn't bad. That's why sometimes we do do refer to it as the doctrine of kenosis, being it's a false doctrine, but there are some other words for this, uh, kenotic theory, uh, kenotic theology, or even kenoticism. Just be aware, it comes from this phrase in the uh, chapter, which Paul says in reciting this historic Christian hymn, that Christ emptied himself. Now, what is meant by that is the question and a a misunderstanding of that word is what has led to the false doctrine of kenosis or uh, kenotic theology which is wrong or kenoticism. They look at that word and they assume that Christ emptied himself of his attributes, but if you look at the text, nowhere in the text is that said. What the text says to us and what Paul wrote to us, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is that he did empty himself or he refused to utilize his heavenly privileges. And maybe we should say he refused to hold on to his heavenly privileges and exploit them for wrong purposes. And so that's uh, Jesus Christ emptied himself of heavenly privileges, not heavenly attributes of divine, um, you know, Position, we'll call it, a uh, privilege, but not of divine status or of attributes. He was fully God, though he did come as a full, one hundred percent man. And so Kenosis says that he emptied himself of attributes. Now, specifically, they say, and this comes from um, the eighteen hundreds, from liberal German theologians. They say he emptied himself of. Omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence. His all powerfulness, his all knowingness, and his everywhereness. And those are words that um, I've kind of given a, a little bit of a, my own flavor in the definition, okay? Um, but it's, it's, it's patently false to say that, first of all, because we know that Christ exhibited those attributes, even while he was 100% man on the earth at different times, not every time, but at various times, he did control the wind and the waves. He turned water into wine. He did multiply bread and fish. He did know what was in Judas's heart. He also knew that Peter would betray him. And so whether it's omniscience uh, omnipresence, omnipotence. I'd, re- I'd remind you again. He saw. Uh, is it Nathaniel? He saw under the tree even before Nathaniel had met Jesus, and so that was a reference to his omniscience, his all-knowingness, his everywhereness, his all-powerfulness. in, in many places in Christ's earthly ministry, he is exhibiting divine, godly attributes. It's the privileges that he emptied himself of. And so we must distinguish this because a, 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 um, a wrong view of the word kenosis, which is basically kenotic theology, which is false, it leads us to something less than God on earth, which if you think about it, then g- the angel did not tell the truth when the angel said that you will uh, call him Emmanuel, which is God with us. If he wasn't fully God at any point in his earthly life, then God was not with us. And so kenosis is just a false teaching. I would warn you, it does seem to stem from, like I said, the the liberal theologians in Germany in the 1800s. And that seems to have fed into the charismatic movement in the United States. And maybe I should even more definitively say the Pentecostal movement. Um, There are many solid Charismatics, and I use that term in the sense of being gifted, and who believe in the continuation of all the gifts of the Spirit. And so, here we have some terms that can be used in different ways. So let's just have some, you know, some patience here. Just understand, in Pentecostalism, especially, and and a, and a proponent who has actually said this, we've seen his quotes, would be Kenneth Copeland, uh, who just simply believes that. He's actually said that uh, Jesus did not have the attributes of God while he was on earth until his baptism or until his anointing, at which point he then received his divinity again. Uh, those kinds of uh, heretical claims and thoughts um, are dangerous. Um, they're, they're damning. And so I just want to encourage you, kenosis is not to be believed. It's a wrong view of the phrase emptying himself. He did not empty himself of attributes. He simply laid aside his right to exercise them whenever he wanted, or you could say he left, he left his heavenly domain and privileges. Now, sometimes we only speak about kenosis and we think about all that Jesus gave up, all that he emptied himself. Uh, we must remember that he did also add something, He became a man. The scriptures say he assumed the form of a servant and became uh, in the likeness of men. So, uh, the second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ, did um, embrace and uh, humanity. He became a man, and he operated one hundred percent as a man. But as a one hundred percent man, he was also one hundred percent God. Now, this is important as well because some in the Word of Faith movement, the Pentecostal circles, they'll say that Jesus operated only as a man up until His baptism when He received the Holy Ghost, and then He operated as a man empowered and controlled by the Holy Spirit. But some will even maintain that even then He was strictly just a man under the control of the Spirit. And this is, again, false. Jesus, yes, He was 100% man, He was under the power of the Holy Spirit as a man, under the control of the Spirit as a man, but he was 100% God, Uh, and this is why even in the book of John, he maintains to those Pharisees um, his divinity by claiming uh, to be God through the words, I am. He says, you know, before Abraham was, I am, a clear statement to his divinity. I think that's John 8. And so I just want to make sure that um, I dismantle any sense that kenosis is a biblical doctrine, that it's a correct thought. It is not. Uh, Kenotic theory, kenoticism, it's wrong, it's unbiblical, it's dangerous. And if you hear people espousing it or preaching it, I would just be sure to stand strong against it, stand strong that Jesus Christ was 100% God, 100% man, He came to us in the form of man. This was the nature added to his divine nature, which is what we know as the hypostatic union, two natures in one. And here's why this matters, because both of these are necessary for our salvation. It had to be God, and it had to be a man who would identify with us, as Hebrew says, sympathize with us in every way, and yet it had to be one untainted and untouched by sin even down to the very nature which is why he was born of a virgin and so there's so much theology in this there's so many beautiful moments of of right belief that i think speak against kenosis and especially in regards to our salvation or what we'd call soteriology just know this it requires the god man as paul told timothy there's one god and one mediator between God and man, and it's the man, Christ Jesus, who was fully God and fully man. And for these reasons, we say no to kenosis.